0: Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. See a few uh, jumping on. Kevin, straight off the bat. Good morning to you all the way from Florida. Tando. Morning, mate. Um, Welcome to another Wealth Coffee chat, folks. Good to see a bunch of you on right now. As always, good stuff. All right, there we go. Hey, Melinda. Good morning to you, Chris, Luke, Trace, James. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning do some quick intros while uh, things are warming up, while the internet's warming up, while the Facebook land is warming up, Jason Witten's my name, most of you know that, but if you don't, if you're new, as always, uh, welcome to the show, Uh, Jeff's feeling wealthy today, (laughs) hey listen, we all should be happy, we're the wealthiest people on the planet, according to uh, a new report, Mm. let's talk about that today, Um, but uh, anyone who's new, say uh, hello in the chat, give us a shout out, where are you from? Where where are you? What's going on? Let us know. Say hello. Uh, Some of you might be dropping by. Some of you might have joined the coaching and mentoring program. We've been coaching and mentoring Aussies and Kiwis for over 20 years in building their property portfolio. Along the way, we've seen one or two things. (laughs) We've seen. We've done one or two deals. Matter of fact, uh, our clients own over 10,000 properties. $6 billion worth of real estate we've helped people acquire over the last 20 odd years. We've been tracking that, probably a bit more actually, because uh, for the first five to six years, we didn't keep any records. So there you go. Anyway, along the way, we've uh, paid attention, we've learned a few things, and uh, each morning, uh, I get a chance to share with you some of those things, Uh, some experience, some understandings, some opinions, some facts. So all of us as property investors can make sure make sure we go the distance because this thing's a marathon, not a sprint, folks. Uh, most of you know that I've got a couple of sayings. One of them is that, one, marathon, not a sprint. The other is to buy well and never sell. Uh, residential property investing is a long-term game, a long-term game. And certainly for many property investors, the media uh, is a terrible source of information uh, and inspiration. So uh, that's what this show is about. Information, maybe inspiration, maybe just a gathering of like-minded cool people who want to make uh, you know a fist of it when it comes to their property investment portfolio. Um, so there you go. That's who we are. That's what we're up to. Welcome to this morning's Wealth Coffee Chat. How are you feeling out there? Are you feeling like the wealthiest people in the world? Australians are the world's richest people. According to, according to, this Credit Suisse report, folks, um, which is interesting right now, right? Um, but tell me in the chat, in the chat, tell me right now, uh, a yes or a no? Are you feeling like the uh, the richest people in the world? Uh, and it's subjective, I suppose. A subjective, I suppose. Probably not the the right question, but for many. Uh, Aussies and Kiwis, because Kiwis are up there as well. Our wealth has skyrocketed in recent times. Where is the majority of the Australian wealth locked up in? Where is it? <laughs> no, Melinda said. Um, but where, you know, in this report, where is the majority of the Australian wealth locked up? There's two places. There's two pl- places why, uh, on paper, uh, Australians are look very wealthy, but necessarily day to day they can't, you know, shout you a coffee. Um, yep, number one property, Melinda. So uh, Aussies, uh, which is perfectly fine. I'm a big fan of it. Have uh, quite an obsession around uh, property, uh, and there's a few reasons why property is so valuable in Australia. Um, how do they class millionaires? Yep, yep. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's a good and it's a great it's a great question that's a quality question josh you know how do they class it um it's it's certainly to do with the the equity in your properties um uh but you know it's saying here nation has 2.2 2 millionaires and 6 uh, 4630 people worth more than 100 million worth more than 100 million so yeah it's it's their worth and jeff is on it jeff is on it it's your super and your real estate but um so on paper, the wealthiest people in the world. Uh, but, um, you know, in liquid cash or capital, not so much. It's because the majority of our wealth, folks, is locked up in two places. It's locked up in two places, which is our super and our principal place of residence. So tell me, in the chat, again, this is, um, you know, this is for all of us to get interactive here this morning, you know, can you get access, can you use, by and large, for most people, and let's say all of us as property investors are starting to use our, at least some of our assets which are locked up to do something now, but can you use your super today to do some things like, I don't know, go on a holiday, um, have some fun, etc., etc. et cetera, et cetera? Um, or um. um You know, can you use your home, by and large, most people, your house, to do stuff with? So you've got all this wealth in your home and you've got all this wealth in your super, but you can't use it. Right, Nintendo, exactly. Hey, Alison, welcome back. Welcome back. Good to see you. Oh, you you ended up in the Facebook band land. Yes, it can get a bit of a challenge (laughs) of a problem, that one. Uh, Well, great to have you back, Alison. Uh, We have missed you. But you can't use it, can you, folks? You can't use... This wealth that uh, is supposedly around, so check it out. Uh, the difference in mean and median, anyway, it looks good no matter which way you slice or dice it. You know, um, Aussies the mean wealth is uh when you add it all up and um, uh, you add it all up and divide it by the number of things or whatever it might be. Um, uh, so we're at number four, doing all right, Australia, doing all right, you know, the average Aussie. The, the mean wealth, you know, $500,000. And, uh, you know, the median, which is kind of in the middle, you know, the Aussies are looking pretty good. So for all of us as property investors, SMSF can buy property. Yes, it can. Certainly can. Nadine, absolutely. You know, you can, you can uh, take control of your own super. If that's appropriate, talk to your financial planner. Uh, and um see if that's appropriate for you, however uh, you don't get personal, you don't get sort of today today use of these resources, and it's all like for later, right It's for later it's when you're sixty and sixty five and and things like that now um that's the way it is, folks There's not much we can do about that, but um you know uh what you know what is important for us as investors uh, as we go forward. Is to understand how we can, um, you know, take this feeling of wealth that we, are, you know, the wealthiest Aussies in, in the world, um, or wealthiest uh, on paper in the world, and maybe see if we've got the right strategy or we understand what to do. And there's three rules. There's three basic but very powerful rules when it comes to creating, you know, creating your uh, your wealth and. Um, other than buy well, never sell, and this thing's a marathon, not a sprint, and all of those sorts of things. But there's three very fundamental things as an investor if you want to uh, use or get access to um, wealth now or create wealth for now and into the future. Let's have a look at what they might be. Uh, Rule number one, anyone know what the most fundamental rule of uh, creating wealth is? Creating wealth, and, you know, I'm not making these up I'm just repeating them that I've heard uh, around the traps they're not new yeah you can use your equity to buy investments as well absolutely and that's what we're talking about Nadine you know if you are uh, if you're not an investor and you've got a home and you've got a su- got super but you're not doing anything with it it's what I call lazy money right lazy money it's pretty useless right so you can go ahead and leverage it Number one rule, our uh, leverage is good, uh, certainly, Luke, but number one rule is um, in the world of investing, it is spend less than you. Tell me, finish it off for me. You maintain your job. Pay yourself first. I like it, Alison. And this is a version of, uh, a version of the world. Tell me what it is. Number one rule, spend less than you what? Say out loud to me. Say out loud. All right. I want to see it in the chat. Number one rule in the world of money and investing is spend less than you earn. All right. Unfortunately, challenge, the challenge, and I've seen this, you know, we've done like thousands. So it'll be well over 5,000 loans for investors. Actually, probably a lot more. I'm going to add them up, actually, because um, we've done over 10,000 properties, so. You know, we've probably done at least half of the loans for people. Um, spend less than you earn, folks. Uh, no matter which way you slice or dice this, uh, if you if you have, you know, things like bad debt and credit cards and all sorts of other things that uh, are already you've already spent your future. Basically, you will not be able to invest, or it'd be very difficult for you to invest and create. Your own wealth now, like unlock your wealth now, okay. Um, as you go along, right, um, and uh, away we go. So, spend less than you earn. Absolutely uh, fundamental. Second important rule. Second important rule um, is, and Alison uh, Alison uh said it said it right there. So, pay yourself first. Right. Pay yourself first. Now, what does that mean in our world? Um, and it's a little bit different for business owners and PAYG career people, but the same ideas ap- apply. Spend less than you earn. Okay. Pay yourself first. Now, <clears throat> when we say pay yourself first, that means we pay ourselves first to do what with that money? Tell me in the chat right now. Yes. You. You have to, um, you have to um, take care of the basics. You know, on the way through, for most of us, we have commitments that we need a place to live and some other basics, which is fine. That means you have to spend, spend, spend less than you earn. You pay yourself first, but with that pay, with that money, serviceability. Yes, we use it for servicing. but what we do is we use that money to invest. Folks, <clears throat> pay yourself first. And I've, and I've said this uh, for a long time. Of your gross income, gross or net gross income, you should be deploying as a minimum, a minimum of 30% of what you earn into assets, into assets, all right? Now, you just have a think about that right now and do ten percent savings absolutely boom, always be investing, always be investing now, for a lot of us um for a lot of us, thirty percent could be like holy holy dooly, Jason, like thirty percent of my earnings into investing, well, when you think about it, when you think about it or when you have a little look um uh, fortunately or unfortunately, we're being forced to have 10% go into our super anyway. So that's a tick in the box. That's a tick in the box, folks. The average Aussie right now is in cash terms uh, paying between 20 and 30% of their ongoing income in tax, right? And so... For many of us, and and we do this all the time. You guys know this because you're real property investors. We get the right properties. We can reduce that down, you know, to ten percent or five percent um, as we go along. So it's not necessarily directly thirty percent straight off the top, but sometimes we do it through leverage and lending and buying other assets that mean. As a net outcome, a result for us as investors, that thirty percent, um, that thirty percent becomes pretty powerful, compounding over time, um, and uh, that's you know, that is for all of us something we must continue, must um, must have a look. And the last but not least, wealth rule is so important. So important. We all know that wealth is a long term game. Buy well, never sell. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. It is about the long term and it's about consistency. All right. Spend less than you earn. Make sure you invest. Pay yourself first. Invest what? Um, what you need to, and then make sure you stick with it over time, because the compounding outcome is pretty significant, right, folks? And and um, you know, you guys have seen this one before. Uh, let's go over have a and have a look at um, at uh, you know the idea. Let's say we're starting out with uh, an owner occupier property. We go right, you know, I want to create a hundred thousand dollars worth of passive income, uh, and I want to create some wealth, right? If you own this property and, um, you know, you let it go for 30 years, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, what might it be worth? You get some equity, you know, you pay it off, whatever it is. That's fantastic. Nothing wrong with that. If you have a look up at the top here, you know, this is your owner-occupier property in, uh, in 15 years' time. That's still a pretty nice amount of equity. Again, again, folks, you can't use that equity, because it's your own, rocket. well, you, you can use the equity, but you can't create um, cash flow out of it if you don't use the equity. So lazy money. So what do we do? You guys know this. We deploy it into assets. You know, buy one property, you know, buy two investments, you know, buy three investments, and even and even three investment properties, team, even three investment properties based on, you know, where um, – where we have an aim as a minimum for all of us as property investors to achieve and get to, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You know, you have a look at the the equity and the value up here. Um, you know, you have a look at the cash flow starting to kick in for us as property investors. Uh, this is how we unlock the money that we have locked up in our owner-occupier property, Right. By a fourth, for most property investors, five investments, five investments down here. If we look at uh, if we look at this, um, you know, five investments is going to take around about five hundred thousand dollars of cash or equity. Yeah, that's the that's the approximate. Now it doesn't. All have to be in 500,000. You might have 200,000 and you redeploy it each time we go, right? As we go along, right? So um, here's the drill, right? Here's the drill. Make sure we understand these rules of investing, right? Spend less than you earn. Yes. You need to make sure that you're not overextended, okay? Um, Pay yourself first. Invest that money, 30% minimum of your income is to be deployed into the future of your wealth. Um, And rule number three, be patient. Take your time. Don't get caught up in the media mayhem and bull. Um, Well, it's a long-term game, folks. It's a marathon, not a sprint, you know, and uh, certainly when it comes to good quality real estate, uh, good quality real estate, the idea the longer you own your real estate, the better off you're going to be. Let's, you know, let's have a look at this. Let's say in 30 years' time, have a look at what that uh, equity might be. So today, I mean, this stuff's mind-blowing, folks. And and I, I put 5% five percent growth a year, even if you put 3% in there, which is super conservative anyway. Just put 3% in there. It's still $9 million. Still $9 million. Like, that's it's still pretty good. And the debt's all paid out, you know, and we've got a pretty good passive income as we go along, right? So, you know, for all of us as property investors, what's the goal? What are you up to right now? You know, don't worry about the short-term machinations of the, you know, the normal market movements. Your plan is a long-term plan to create your wealth as you go along. So there you go. Aussies are wealthy, <coughs> according to Chris Swiss, Swiss credit, the wealthiest in the world, right? Um, where is it here? There you go. Wealthiest in the world. The challenge is it's locked up in places that most Aussies don't use. But for you and me, smart Aussies and maybe Kiwis listening in, we know how to unlock that and turn it into, you know, significant wealth that we can take advantage of now and into the future. There you go. Anyway, hopefully that was uh, useful, folks. Uh, another Wealth Coffee chat done and dusted. It's great to see all of you guys on this morning. Thanks for joining me. Good to see you back, Alison. Um, yeah, I like that, Alison. Schedule financial date nights with yourself. I like it. <laughs> yeah, inevitably, I, I have a date night with uh, with my wife, Shay, at least every fortnight, sometimes even uh more often and we inevitably talk about our uh our wealth and our financials um all the time uh, i think it's important it's an important part of life to talk about your resources and what you're doing with them i think that's a great idea anyway folks there you go wealth coffee chat done and dusted um over and out join me tomorrow for another wealth coffee chat as always <laughs> Jazz and finance, I like it, Melinda. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, that'd be fun. Bit of dancing. Um, all right, that's it. Done. See you guys tomorrow. Another what? Ten past eight. Remember that on uh, on Thankful Thursday. That's it. Take care. Bye for now, folks. Cheers.